episode 18 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me from the game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. Thanks for joining me. And this week we are looking at the Nightfall Cup. Sylph's newest cup just got announced for December. Looking really, really interesting with what is allowed and what isn't, including ice types, fighting types, normal types, ground types, poison types. However, megas, of course, are banned, which kind of makes sense as that's how it tends to go. There are not a lot of resources up yet at the moment. There is the chain of what to look for. However, the only thing up right now in the way of videos or articles is the Night Cup meta simplified. So I think I'm just a little bit ahead of the game on this one this time. Uh, There is no nifty or thrifty yet. However, we will be taking a look at the PV poke rankings today and playing with one of the tools that's on there called the team builder to kind of give you an idea of how to use it and look at uh, the different pieces and parts to it. So let's get started, right? The first thing we're going to do is the rankings for this cup. And uh, let me tell you, it's interesting. We have at the top Frostlass, Swampert, Metacham, Shadow Swampert, Shadow Gloom, Shadow Victory Bell, Blaziken, Snowy Castform, Galarian Stunfisk, Vile Plume, Shadow Form, Shadow Obama Snow, Venusaur, Articuno, Ma- Shadow Machamp, and Shadow Gallade. If you're lucky enough to have any of those, keep in mind that Shadow Forms require you to. TM away the move frustration so that you can build them properly. However, you can also just add a second move and ignore the fact that you have frustration, period, but you're kind of hobbling yourself a little bit. So if you have built shadow Pokemon, but you're not at the point of getting frustration TM'd away, which you have to wait for an event for that, well, it may be better to consider something else. I do have a shadow victory bell that I want to build up and keep well built for, excuse me, Go Battle League and whatnot. But uh, unfortunately, I have not had the opportunity to TM away frustration on any of my top shadow Pokemon. So (laughs) it's a little rough. Hopefully I'll get that sorted out at some point soon. So definitely something to consider if you have a good IV shadow Pokemon, don't necessarily TM it right away. Now you may be wondering, there's the Kanto Cup going on, You said, or not the Kanto Cup, the Catch Cup still going on in Go Battle League. Why are you not talking about that? Well, because the Catch Cup is basically open Great League with a timing restriction. And um, because of that, a lot of what is being, what is popping up in the meta is stuff we're already used to seeing in regular Great League. Now, for next week, I will try and get my episode out on uh, Tuesday, late Tuesday, early Wednesday, as fast as I can, because I want to go over what's coming forward in season six, uh, which includes a whole bunch of a shakeup. But uh, I wanted to go ahead and get the Nightfall episode out now so you can start building and prepping your teams now. I 
am looking forward to participating in this cup. I know I fell apart and did not get my Marsh Cup stuff done on time, so definitely looking forward to this night cup, Nightfall. And it's a lot of interesting Pokemon going on to look at, including uh, Galarian Stunfisk is still powerful and holding its own in different slots because of fighting being featured in all this metacham is coming back into relevance of sorts so you definitely want to take a look at metacham and get it if you can especially with this lake trio event going on in the and everything you have an opportunity to get more psychic pokemon and meta metacham's base form is one of those pokemon and i have lost the name for some reason pardon me metatite metatite meta yeah metatite i almost said metatike and that's combining it with mantike excuse me i've got a lot of different things going on and i'm trying to keep it straight forgive me but yeah metacham if you can find metatite just start stocking up on those because it could be some serious power it takes wins on galarian stunfesk shadow victory bell swampert shadow machamp and lapras however it does lose to a lot of the ice and poison types frostlass wigglytuff shadow golbat articuno and toxicroak so please if make sure you've got counters built in for those fast moves you're going to want to look at counter and psycho cup are the only two available more people are using counter as opposed to psycho cup charged moves dynamic punch psychic ice punch and power up punch dynamic and psychic are the top two used what they recommend is ice and dynamic punch however so keep that in mind as well it is it, it is interesting to see what people are using versus what is recommended because it doesn't always line up and that means you have options to kind of adjust and i think the reason people are going more for dynamic punch and psychic is because that ice punch may not do all the damage that it should but they may just not have a tm to use they may not want to use a tm i don't know there's there's no telling but People prefer this setup with Psychic as opposed to Ice Punch. So definitely keep an eye on Metacham. You're going to want to build in Frostlass and Swampert counters for sure. You're definitely going to see a lot of them, especially with what they have to be able to pull. Powder Snow and Hex are the fast moves on your Frostlass. Charge moves Avalanche, Shadow Ball, Crunch. Most people are using Avalanche and Shadow Punch, Shadow Ball, excuse me, Shadow Ball, not Shadow Punch. And that is what they recommend. So I do know that Avalanche hits hard. Shadow Ball can do some damage if you're not prepped for it. It has weaknesses to Dark, Fire, Ghost, Rock, and Steel. So if you're going to counter Frostlass instead of build a Frostlass, keep that in mind. You're going to want a Dark, Fire, Ghost, Rock, or Steel, or some combination of those two, so that you can get a good advantage on that Frostlass. Also, you've got Swampert in the top. It tends to be a regular contender, no matter what you're looking at. It takes wins against Galarian Stunfisk, so if you don't have a Stunfisk, but you want to counter it, because yeah, it's lower down the list, but it is still going to show up and heavily so, then definitely make sure you've got a good Swampert. Seeing that we've had the Swampert community days recently, everybody should just about have one ready to go. So make sure yours is in good shape. You're going to want Mudshot and Hydro Cannon if you have your uh, 
community day. If not, if and you have an elite TM, go ahead and put that on because Swampert is always relevant. Uh, it's one of those things I've kind of noticed. And Hydro Cannon is the number one highest preference move on it. So yes, it is worth spending that elite TM to make sure you've got that legacy move. Muddy Water is put as the second I personally prefer Earthquake. What they recommend, however, is Hydro Cannon Earthquake. So that's interesting. Most people are going for Muddy Water as opposed to Earthquake. I think Earthquake tends to hit a little heavier for me. So that's my personal recommendation right there. If you're wanting to counter Swamparts, your only weakness is Grass. So good luck. It is definitely going to be one of my top recommended Pokemon and one of the top Pokemon I advise you get a counter for. Also, you need counter for Galarian Stunfist, so I'm going to take a look at that really quick. Mudshot, Rock Slide, and Earthquake are recommended if you want to build one. It is going to be Frostlass, Wigglytuff, Shadow Victory Bell, so if you have to deal with certain grassy pains in the neck, there you go. Galarian Stunfest will do it. Shadow Golbat and Articuno as well. However, it loses to a bit of a variety. Metacham, Swampert, Toxicroak, and Shadow Machamp. Fast moves are Mudshot, Rock Slide, or Mudshot and Metal Claw. Mudshot builds energy faster, so that's going to be the recommended move there. Charge moves, Rock Slide, Earthquake, Muddy Water, and Flash Cannon. Everybody's using Rock Slide and Earthquake, and honestly, I wouldn't go with any other movesets if you ask me. That is what PV Poke recommends, and those tend to be the only two I ever run into. Definitely, if you have a good Galarian Stunfisk, if you can't build it up for Nightfall, you definitely want to build it up for Go Battle League because it will continue to remain relevant. If you're wanting to counter it, you're going to look for fighting, fire, ground, or water. So Metacham or something that is a fire-type Blaziken is in the list. So definitely make sure you have a decent one of those. And of course, this is where you get the Swampert back in. So definitely consider those top Pokemon if you're wanting to counter something. If you're needing to counter, that's what you need to do. You're going to want to protect against Swampert, Metacham, and Galarian Stunfisk for sure. Frostlass, I haven't run into it in anything, so I don't know how well that's going to play out, but it has the overall top score. Now, these are the top 15 overall. Your top leads for this cup, and those are the ones you put to start out with. Ooh, this is different. Shadow Swampert. There's a lot of red in here too. Machamp. Shadow Vileplume. Your annoying grass type thrown in there. Articuno, Metachamp, Shadow Gloom, Shadow Victory Bell, Shadow Machamp, Shadow Beedrill, and Primate. There is a lot of shadow work going on in here. <laughs> so I, I think that's pretty much the majority of the list is shadow types for lead outs. For your closers, the ones you want to keep in the back, Frostlass, that's where she comes in, or he. Blaziken, Hitmontop, Gallade, Shadow Gallade, Shadow Hitmonchan, Hitmonchan, Swampert, Hariyama, and Metachamp. So you're really seeing the fighters come out in the closing or in the, there's a few in the leads, but there's a lot more in the closing. For your swi switches, excuse me, suggested switches, Shadow Abomasnow, Frostlass, Galarian Stunfisk, Shadow Golbat, Golbat, Shadow Lapras, Abomasnow, Vigoroth, Lapras, and Snowy Castform. Again, that is a lot of shadow Pokemon popping up here. <laughs> they do get that shadow bonus, which is kind of weird that they 
take more damage, but they deal more damage. So it's worth considering if you've got a good one that you already have frustration TM'd off of. And let's see, the best attackers overall, your top five attackers, because I'm just going to look at the top five here. Shadow Gloom, Shadow Vile Plume, Shadow Victory Bell. Oh my gosh, it really... <laughs> The, um, what is referred to as the, pardon my language, grasshole team is your top three. And after that is Vile Plume and Gloom. Your top attackers are all grasses. So you definitely want to make sure you have a Swampert or some other water type in there or even a fire type. Or excuse me, you don't want a, a water type. What am I saying? My brain went out. Uh, yeah. You want a good fire type if you have to deal with any of these grasses. You're going to want to look at um, Blaziken or something. Um, although Shadow Gloom off the bat loses to Galarian Stunfisk and Metacham as well as Shadow Machamp. However, it also loses a Shadow Victory Bell, so maybe consider that if you've got one. But yeah, if, with these being the top five attackers, you definitely want to keep some fire in the back just in case. Your top five consistency Pokemon, Shadow Victory Bell is number one. Victory Bell is number two, and they are both scored at 100. Hariyama, Surfetched, and Obstagoon also come in in your top five. Ooh, Obstagoon. Definitely need to look at that myself. And uh, that is all of your uh, rankings from PV Poke. It's gonna get crazy, guys. This list, of course, is top 500 i believe i'm not entirely sure the bottom it bottoms out fully at <laughs> it bottoms at out at 259 with slacking at the bottom he's eligible but uh, do you want to use him <laughs> that's the question i'm seeing a lot of purple a lot of blue green and red which is your different types of course and the that of course is based on what is allowed for this cup so yeah everything looks really really interesting if you ask me the and um, like I said, I don't really have much to go on at the moment with resources. So this will be really, really interesting to see as we move on further. Now, for this next little bit of the show, I'm going to go ahead and do the AP Battle Academy portion and give you a look at this interesting little tool you can find on PV Poke. I talked about this in the last week's episode titled Pokey Tools, but uh, it's definitely worth taking a look at, and that is the Team Builder. Basically, when you look at pvpoke.com, when you're on the first main page, you get this list of tools. And there's all kinds, battle, train, rankings, team builder. And right now, that is what you're going to want to look at. You have the choice of picking what league you want and what setting you want, which is basically choosing, do you want all Pokemon, Premier Cup, Kanto Cup, Little Cup, any of these, Uber Tier Cup, which is a different Sylph Cup, uh, Ghost Stadium Cliffhanger, which is an entirely different battle setup. And then, of course, as I'm looking at it right now, Nightfall. Now, if you're finishing up Marsh Cups, they also have that listed as well. So they keep the, the list of the Sylph Cups rotating. Definitely worth taking a look. Now, I've gone ahead and plugged in the Pokemon that I'm definitely looking at considering, and I'm pretty sure this may actually end up being my team because I think I did a pretty good job in building it. I am going to have this reviewed by a couple of people I know that are better at team building than me, 
But uh, we're looking at, for my version of this, I've picked Galarian Stunfisk, Swampert, Metacham, Venusaur, Blaziken, and Wigglytuff. Then you hit, once you finish punching in your Pokemon, and you can even go so far as to looking at the settings of them, what uh, moves you want to choose to put on that Pokemon, plus there's an advanced stats and IV button. You just look at what um, the IV rankings are for that Pokemon, the level and the IVs, and you look at your version on Pokemon Go, and you just punch those in as they appear. Like, uh, it has the ideal already listed. I know I don't have ideal at the moment. I am trying to see what the best I've got for this Galarian Stunfisk is. They recommend for Stunfisk using a 1498. Mine is a 1493, and the IVs that they're looking at are 756, which is interesting. Mine is a little bit different. I've got a 141314, so I'm going to punch that in really quick because I just want to see what this looks like. 14, 13, 14. Now, why they post a 6 as ideal for this, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But uh, I'm going to punch that in. I cannot... Okay, it does give the CP proper. And uh, just hit save changes. And then uh, basically it'll give you an a overview and a meta scorecard list once you hit rate team. Now, the team that I've punched in has an A for coverage, a B for bulk, or excuse me, a C for bulk, a C for safety, and a B for consistency. Then after the meta scorecard, or after this overall rating, they give you the meta scorecard, which shows how your Pokemon rank versus the top matched Pokemon in the meta. Frostlass, Swampert, Metacham, Blaziken, and it gives you a chart of do you get the win? Do you get a close win? Is it a tie? Is it a close loss? Or is it an all-out loss? Now, I'm looking at more of the close win bubbles than anything else. Close win, close loss. And basically, it's telling you, here's what you need to look for in these matchups and what your best play is for the meta. After that, it gives you a look at your potential threats. And these are the Pokemon that could be the undoing of your team and your possibility of winning. For me, my potential threats with this team I'm looking at are Golbat, Noctowl, Gliscor, Toxicroak, Venomoth, Articuno, Frostlass, Venusaur, so on and so forth. It's a list of about 20. After that, it gives you your threat score. My team that I've submitted has a threat score of 550, and I've been playing with this for a minute. And let me tell you, this is the closest I have gotten to a 500 threat score. Depending on putting Pokemon in and out, you'll get either a lower threat score or a higher threat score. Basically, this just tells you how vulnerable your team may be. The smaller the number, the better. So you want lower in the 500s than in like the 600s or the 700s. If you've got a team in the 700s, you need to consider rebuilding your team. It basically says it factors how many Pokemon on your team can be threatened, how hard they're threatened, and the threat's overall ranking. Basically, how how likely you may be able to count 
at how likely you may be to counter it. How often are you going to end up having a threat? And then, of course, the consistency. After that, they suggest some potential alternatives. The alternatives listed for the team that I've selected are Golbat, Noctowl, Gliscor, Toxicroak, Venomoth, and Articuno. This is really, really interesting because I have seen in playing with this for a little bit that sometimes, more often than not, it'll give you a couple of the Pokemon from the team you've just built because they're pretty decent Pokemon. This is suggesting to me an entirely different team. I am going to uh, take a picture of this and try and poke around with that set of Pokemon as well, just to see if I've got anything that might work. I don't think so because the Articuno I have, they're not great. They're either too high or they're not. Then you get the battle histograms. This is basically a little graph chart that shows you how well your Pokemon are going to fare in a certain number of ranking uh, ratings or whatever. Uh, it says this chart shows how good or bad matchups eat how many good or bad matches each Pokemon has among all matchups possible. A battle rating below 500 is a loss, and a battle rating above 500 is a win. You can compare previous results to examine different Pokemon movesets or stats. So you can kind of change it out. Then you get the battle rating. Uh, my battle ratings, wins versus losses, it's more wins than losses, so that makes me happy in looking at this particular team. So I'm excited about that. The histograms tend to lean between the 500 and 1,000 mark, so that is very good for me. There are few, there are some that show up in the 500 to 0 side of the chart, but I have more wins than losses with this team, despite the fact that it's not exactly on the meta. It's not safe, but it is pretty decent. Then you have defensive typing chart. My team resists 17 of 18 types. However, my team is weak to 12 of them. So you have to play around with this. You're not going to get a 100% perfect team. I don't think that's possible to happen. Then of course you get your offensive typing. I can hit 16 of 18 teams super effective types super effectively, which to me seems like a really, really good stat. So I'm really liking the way this team is built. I like what I've come up with, and I'm really interested in seeing what other people will think of it uh, when I get them to take a peek and rate everything. I am going to look at doing some TMs for this to make sure I've got the right moves. I do need to pull up my Metacham and build it proper so that it is ready to go. But otherwise, I believe I am looking at a pretty good team here. I do have Counter and Ice Punch on that Metacham. However, I do not have enough dust to get Dynamic Punch. Sometimes it happens where you can't get all the attacks you want. But uh, I am going to work from here to from now until the first Nightfall Cups begin on building up this Metacham. I think that's the only one I really have to worry about other than possibly working on getting a second move on that Galarian Stunfisk because I have Mudshot Rock Slide or Mudshot Earthquake. I have Earthquake and uh, getting all of that built up proper as well. Now I do have some Metatites. However, those are pricey to build. Getting a new attack on a Metachite Metacham is 50,000 Stardust. It's not cheap, but it's not the most expensive thing either. So hopefully over the 
course of the next week-ish until uh, the first tournaments that I'm going to look at start asking for submissions. I'm going to work on building those too. I do know I have a good Swampert, or I should. If not, I may think about substituting. Do I have... No, I do not have a good Swampert. I'm going to have to look at my uh, Pokemon then. And I'll try uh, looking at some of the Mudkips that I've got and see what I can build up into that slot. I won't be able to have Hydro Cannon right away. I do have a couple of Elite TMs, one fast, one charge, so I will look at that. But uh, I know I have the Venusaur. I know I have the Blaziken. I gotta do a TM on the Blast on the blaze kick and the counter, but I do have the blast burn. I have the wiggly tough built and, uh, I think I'm looking at a pretty solid team here, but, uh, that's just a quick look at, uh, pvpoke.com's team builder. Definitely, definitely look at it when you start considering building your nightfall team. I'm going to take a quick break. Then we're going to do shameless self-promotion and your Pokemon of the week and wrap this show up. Alrighty, welcome back. And now before we wrap up everything, it's time for a little shameless self-promotion. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that know that uh, you all are enjoying this. Deeply appreciate it. If you're interested in commenting on the show, telling me your experiences, letting me know what teams you're thinking about for Nightfall Cup, by all means, contact me. You can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. My username is anthisa21. And uh, you can also hit me up through email, anerdblog at gmail.com. If you're interested in uh, anything I've got going on that way, I usually post my AR shots on my Instagram. If you're interested in AR photos, I'm trying to get back into regular posting where that is concerned. I kind of fell off a little bit, but I, I will get back to regular pictures. And you can always hang out with me on Twitch on Mon- Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. I took this week's Wednesday off due to Thanksgiving. So, uh, by all means, you can join me on Friday night, usually around 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Central. Sometimes I'm a little late. And uh, for all of you that have been watching and joining me, thank you so much. Give a shout out to 425 Flash for uh, hanging out with me in the last couple of streams. Really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And by all means, uh, hit the follow buttons and you'll get to know exactly when I go live and everything. You can catch this show as well as my sister podcast, Catan Public Radio, just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I try to make sure I get the episodes uploaded to YouTube as best I can. I think I'm missing a couple, but due to the timeliness of the nature of these podcasts, now anyway, I'm not too worried about getting those back up. You can definitely find the very first episodes, which is PvP Basics, the first six episodes, those are on YouTube. All of this information, uh, 
I've got links in my bios on Twitter and Instagram to my Linktree account, and you can see everything that I'm working on through all of that. Again, thank you so much for joining me and watching the Twitch streams, listening to this show, listening to Catan Public Radio. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, let's talk about our Pokemon of the Week and wrap this all up, shall we? Your Pokemon of the Week, and I try to do this so that it's a Pokemon that you guys don't have to do too much of a heavy dust investment into. And I kind of wanted to pick a starter so that uh, you can kind of build it up when the December Community Days come around if you play a few other uh, Nightfall Cups during that period of time. So for this week, I have picked Blaziken. I have already done a... uh, Swampert Pokemon of the Week, so we're gonna run with the Blaziken. And if I've done this before already, let me know. My apologies. I will definitely work on this for the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to do this to the to the best I can. I can't remember everything though, unfortunately. Blaziken, and this is from PVPoke.com, as always. They are suggesting Counter, Blaze Kick, and Blast Burn. The Blast Burn is a Community Day legacy move, so unless you want to wait for the throwback Community Day event this next month, you should go ahead and TM Blast Burn on now. It takes wins against Pokemon you definitely want wins against. Frostlass, Galarian Stunfist, Articuno, Lapras, and Venusaur. The fact that it takes out Lapras and Venusaur is really, really interesting considering this is a fire type. I expect the win against Venusaur. Surprised by the Lapras. So definitely consider Blaziken for your Go Battle League coming up as well. Losses, however, are against Medicham, Wigglytuff, Shadow Victory Bell, which is a pain in the neck anyway, Swampert, and Shadow Metacham. The fast moves available to Blaziken are Counter and Fire Spin. They suggest Counter. However, Fire Spin has high usage too. The preference difference is 58% for Counter versus 41% for Fire Spin. Really, really interesting. Charge moves available. Blast Burn, the legacy move. Brave Bird, excuse me, Blaze Kick, Focus Blast, Stone Edge, also a legacy move, and Overheat. Now, the reason why Stone Edge is so low down on the preference chart is because it was only available for a small period of time and not everybody was able to pick it up. You had to TM it and you had to TM it quick. I think it was an error on Pokemon Go apps part. I'm not entirely sure, but that's why only 10% of people are using it. Your best moves recommended are Blast Burn and Blaze Kick. However, a good number of people are using Brave Bird, and I think that is because Blast Burn is a legacy move. So with that being the case, they may also be using it to try to get the edge on some of the ground types as well because it is a flying type move. So it's a little interesting, but there's a lot of different options you can use here. If you don't want to waste the TM, go ahead and see if you can get Brave Bird or if you don't have the Elite TM, that is. Otherwise, I suggest trying to get Blast Burn or waiting to get Blast Burn for the Community Day before whenever your uh, tournaments go live. It is a fire fighting type, wherefore its weaknesses are flying, ground, psychic, and water. However, it's got a lot of good resistances, bug, steel, ice, grass, fire, and dark, which is really good because ice and grass are pretty much carrying this cup. So having those resistances definitely works in your favor. Your rank one 
Lias again is going to be a level 19 and a half with IVs of 115.15 on the IV spread. And that is your Pokemon of the week. I like the way it looks. I'm definitely considering it for my team. Let me know on Twitter or Instagram or whatever if you're considering it for your team or what else you're considering for your team. I am open to all kinds of comments and questions. Let me know what you want to see on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. I try to keep my updates live on my Twitter and Instagram feed. Try to keep those up to date at the same time. Thanks so much for joining me. My apologies for being a little bit behind this week in posting, but uh, it's been a crazy week if you watched my latest Twitch stream. But uh, again, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful time of day wherever it is you're at. I will see you all next week.